Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Three, two, TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, what's up, everybody? You are tuned into Power After Show Special Edition uh, Spotlight Interview. I am your host, Bam Erickson, and I would like to introduce my panel. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. Hi, everyone. I'm Janisha. And I am your girl, Robin Ayers. So some of you may know by now, we are doing a very special recap with someone very special here today. And I would like to introduce none other than Mr. Joseph Shakura. What's going on for Power? He plays Tommy, one of our favorite characters on the show. So welcome. Thanks for coming today. It's great to be here, you guys. You guys do such a great job recapping this show. And it was my pleasure and my honor to be here. Thank you so much. It is really a pleasure having you here. And so we have so much to talk about. So let's dive in. Okay, so Tommy's in jail. And so my question to you guys is, who should he call first? Tasha, Ghost, Kanan, his mama, Holly, if she picks up the phone. Ghost. <laughs> I say ghost. Okay, so you say ghost. Why? Because uh, he's the only one who probably can bail him out, if anything. So that, that's my opinion. <laughs> okay, Robin? Probably. I would say, go- I mean, I would think his natural inclination is to call ghost. Because right now, I don't know if Tommy is really thinking, like, anything outside of what we're thinking as as fans. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the likelihood would be him to uh, call ghost. I say he would not call Ghost because Ghost was supposed to be there too. Ghost did not get arrested and he comes out and sees Angela. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't call Ghost if I were talking. Wait, so are you thinking that, that he automatically sense. is assuming something is up? Well, just to be safe. Like, just to be safe, I wouldn't call him. Mm-hmm. Because if they were supposed to meet up at the same time mm-hmm. and then your girlfriend is out there right, waiting right, for right, me. Right, okay. right, she was right. She like, oh, hey guys, hey Tommy. <laughs> my vote is to call Tasha. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we all know she can stash some money. She can bail them out. <laughs> she can bail them out. And I feel like Tommy's character can only really trust Tasha. He thinks he can trust Kanan, but it's really only Tasha. So I say call Tasha. Who would you? Who who do you think Tommy should call because he's in jail? And and who do you think? Well, a couple of things. I mean, I I think that in terms of uh, Kanan, mm-hmm. I think that we saw the. Um, the, at least 
the beginnings of him being like, Kane is asking a lot of questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should just hold back for a second. Things are not necessarily going the way that I thought that they would structurally go. Where's the variable? I think that people underestimate Tommy a lot because he is so loyal to his friends that he mm-hmm. gives every out, every possible opportunity to, for somebody to come back. I mean, he checked Ghost all last episode. Yeah. The sure whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that part of that is him just having like, that's enough. I also, in terms of how the episode was set up, I think that he's... If he called Ghost, I think that he, that would put Tommy in a place of like, oh, Ghost set me up. And I don't think that Tommy goes there. I mean, t- right, yeah. we've kind of known him as his history is like, that's the last thing. Like, Ghost, nobody but Ghost. I mean, yeah. he even said like way earlier in the season, um, if I can't trust Ghost, then I don't know what. And yeah. he hasn't gotten to that breaking yeah. point yet. So I don't think he'd call Ghost. So I'm with Bam on the Tasha call. Mm-hmm. 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 I agree. And then Cause my, she stashed money. Cause, cause she stashes money, and, she, and she's always put. He's always said Tasha always took care of this part. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, she's yeah. very sectionalized. I mean, I think Tasha has, and this is all love to to Tori, to Natori. But like, I think that she they have intentionally compartmentalized Tasha on yeah. what she's allowed to take care of in the business because I think that she I want us to be gay I'm going to take care of this I'll take care of that and it's just like yeah, slow down baby <laughs> take care of this take care of that okay all right that's fair mm-hmm. yeah. So then my question is, do you guys think that Ghost actually set him up or do you think that this was Ghost plan all along? Long. I think he, I wouldn't put it past him if he set him up. And the only reason I say that is because this episode, they simultaneously showed us that Kanan feels a certain way that Ghost and he thinks Tommy set him up as well. So at the same time you have that situation playing out like yo they set me up and then you have a ghost basically looking out of the window at the whole scenario happening like he knew this was what was supposed to happen like Tommy was the scapegoat not necessarily like he wanted Tommy to go to jail but he did hire that lawyer dude earlier in the show yeah yeah so I was like oh maybe he planned for Tommy to be the one to have to carry the cross and take the fall Okay, so you hit the nail on the head, I think, because I don't I wouldn't necessarily even say he set him up, but I would say that he masterminded this entire thing. I think that it was like beautifully done. The fact that he went to the attorney early on, you know, hired him or whatever. I mean, it was set up. That just told me this uh last episode just said um Ghost is ahead of the game. Like he's much smarter than what we're giving him credit for. I have for. to agree. I think that he keeps saying I have this plan and he's not letting everyone in on exactly what it is he's got going on. And of course he, he's a mastermind in terms of getting all of this stuff together and keeping things certain things to himself and pulling out those chess moves. So I think that it's all part of his plan and I think Ghost knows what he's doing, he's gonna handle it. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Joseph, as a fan of the show, as Joseph, not you playing the character Tommy, mm-hmm. what do you think? Do you think that if you I were- think Ghost is smart. I think you guys are like on it. I think that Tommy is getting looser and further away, which I think he proved when he cornered Ghost at the big stash house. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're going to take care of this one way or another, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do what I say. That means Tommy's pretty far away. So how do you keep somebody that's far away close? Put them somewhere that they can't get out of. You put them in a box. Mm. So I'm not even saying that Ghost necessarily did it at all. Uh, just believe me, that's the furthest thing than what I'm saying. There's mm-hmm. there's more to this story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that that Ghost is very smart, and he does think that, that ahead. And I think that he's probably aware that Kanan thinks he's three steps ahead. Like he said, we're three steps ahead of Ghost. That's what we should be. That I think that Ghost Ghost knows that he's like, all right, he thinks he's here. So let me be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like what you're saying. All right. <laughs> Do you think this is the end of the drug business? No. No. I don't, it's just, no. Yeah. Well, I have to ask this question because there's obviously a split. 
Ghost wants out. Tommy and Tasha, they're not leaving this. Yeah, but I don't think, I think there's so many elements of this. Mm -hmm. I mean, including all the other people who are a part of this. You know what I'm saying? There's no way that the drug business, whether it be now, I will say this. Could it be that Ghost and Tommy are done? That's that's your question. More Mm -hmm. specifically, I don't know about that part. I still would. I would. I would hate to say yes. I just don't think so. That's not. That's just my yes. Yeah, because I I love their relationship. I would hate to see that kind of just. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I I wouldn't want it to end. (laughs) If this was the season finale. I would say potentially yes, because then it leaves a whole trail for how to go into season three. Mm-hmm. But being that we got freaking two episodes left, <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. And I don't think it'll be a split at all because you still have other people trying to target both of them. Mm-hmm. So yes, they have their friction, but you still have Angie, who you, you never know where she lies. Given the episode, one day she's coming after Ghost, then the next day she's coming straight after Tommy, then the next time she's coming after Lobos. Then you have Sean now being enlisted to be like this this street goon. So you have all of these people <laughs> coming after everybody. So I think at some point there those two are going to have to kind of stay together. Like you kind of have to keep the only person who can relate to what you're going through close mm-hmm. so that everybody else can eventually go about their business or disappear. That's what I think. Right. Now I hear what you're saying. And I agree. I think that there's many different diversions going on and maybe it could be twisted and turned, you know, a mm-hmm. few different ways, but I don't think it's necessarily going to go anywhere one way or the other. I don't think that it's just going to like they're done. I think at some point it has to because if if he really wants to leave with Angela, hmm, if he if he if he leaves, that could explain his prison beard. Well, my theory, Joe, just so you know, during promo, Omari started growing a beard, and it was like kind of patchy at one point. So I was like, oh, at the end of the season, he's going to be in prison. That's what I said. So now we call it a prison beard. I love your yeah, facial expression. His, 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 his plan may backfire. You never know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he set it up later. But also, I love that you bring it, that you brought up uh, the Sean character. Play, I think, just play excellently by Sinkfile Walls because yeah. he's such a goofball, such a this. So we're planning these scenes of this um, – possible takeover i mean you think about how tommy and ghost came up they had to do this big event where they they you know two corner boys looked breezy in his face and shot him and i think i always thought it was ghost i mean omari and i was just like you know what i mean i was the distraction and boom ghost took him out because you mm-hmm. never heard him come and never saw him leave style but i think that you know sean is gonna have to prove himself so who's sean gonna take out that's mm-hmm. gonna be an interesting thing mm-hmm. sean's dead to me you don't like him? No, 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 no he wants to no. kill, kill he, them every, every show. I always have to kill people off the show, and he's the one. He's dead. He needs, he's done by season oh. by, in season two. He absolutely needs to die now. He needs to die. Oh, he's playing with fire. Listen. He's dead. Yeah, I said he was dead last week. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. And the fact... Anyway. Well, he really needs to... How about this? He really, he really needs to step up and do something monumental. Yeah. Right. Let's just say that. So if, with that in mind... Maybe he's alive. I because I agree with you because he could do something. He could do something shocking that we're, nobody's going to expect oh, at, for a little bit see, of a takeover style thing. Because we're setting him up that he has to do something mm-hmm. big. Yeah. He's got to prove himself now in the streets. There's no going back now. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a one way. That's a one way street. I I do get that, and I'll say this last thing, and then we'll move forward. <clears throat> Somebody big has to die, with the exception of with Tommy, Angela, uh, Ghost, and Tasha. Somebody right below that has to die. 
I, I don't even know who it is. Too. Too. <laughs> now, that, now that you, now that Joe said that yeah. and you said what you said, I was like, oh, okay, I think I know who. Yeah, who we gotta is. go? Who yeah, gotta who go. has mm-hmm. who's toast? Right. Okay, but <laughs> I want us to now all discuss what is you guys' favorite Tommy moment or scene. I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. So, what was it? Episode six or episode seven? Getting uh, you and Ho- you and Holly, Tommy and Holly. Oh, that was episode hands, six. That, was it six? The, the, uh, uh, Getting end of uh, it. handcuffed. Yes, episode six. End of it. Hands down. <laughs> Written by Gary Lennon. Gary Lennon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give you a shout out because that scene right there, y'all know I was bucking out on that scene. I was like. I mean, because I know, we all know, because we've seen other projects and um, seen other movies and um, just different acting projects that you've done that you have skills. But to bring it into power like that on another level like that, to me, it was a matter of you using every emotion in that one scene. It definitely had to be a roller coaster and it had to go from a place of like, you know, loving and then also lusting and yes. then to that lust that's that fine line between pleasure and pain and then it, it went over the line and then went to murder. Yes, yeah. It was murder. just such Yeah, hey. She she handcuffed me to the bed that's yeah. not murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so thank you for explaining that because that's what we felt too. Yeah, it was great. Speaking of skills, I think my favorite scene—I don't don't know exactly what episode it was—but I think it was when you were at the table. It was you, uh, dinner table, you, Holly, Tasha, and Ghost, and he was rapping. He, oh, that's fifty. No, fifty wrote that. Fifty wrote that. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. And listen, I was almost trying to do my fifty imitation. Uh-huh. Fifty imitation on that. Her mm-hmm. birthday taking beauty had me gasping. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I love that people are tweeting me like, oh, that's cringeworthy. You want to stop that? I'm like, yo, I didn't write it. Mm-hmm. Now, I've seen you rap on other shows, uh, on other interviews. Can you rap or is that just... Can you rap? I'm not sure, Bam. I I'm just asking, can you rap? Can you freestyle or is that just... I will save it, man. It's not for After Buzz. Okay. You know, he doesn't want to spit bars. I don't want to spit bars on After Buzz. I want to talk this show. Okay, okay. My favorite scene was the moment when Joseph, a.k.a. Tommy, told Ghost that Angela was a fed. When mm-hmm. when Ghost went to the house, his mom's house after oh, him yeah. and his mom. Yep, after his him and his mom got done doing coke and they were in there. <laughs> Tommy had the gun and he was holding the gun. The Ghost like you stupid. How do you not know she works? She's a fed. Anybody what who's a lawyer for the government is a fed. Of, yeah, what kind of lawyers you think? Right. Kind of yeah. <laughs> My favorite scene, hands down. Yeah, that was good. That was a good scene. That was a great line. Um, I have a cup. I have two, but there's. There's something that you say almost every episode that I love because you say this word probably better than anybody. Anytime you say the word motherfucker. I love that. Motherfucker. Yes, that's one of my favorite words. (laughs) You say that. I'm sorry. Tommy says motherfucker. I've heard a lot of people say that word, but nobody says motherfucker like Tommy. I got to give it to my, it's my dialect coach who's from the South Bronx. Bobby McMurray, this white, this white Irish dude from uh, the projects down on uh, um, 135 in Liberty. Wow. And and Bobby's always like, listen, when you curse, you got to love that shit in your mouth, son. Mm. (laughs) Motherfucker. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 Nice job. That's uh, that's one of my favorite moments, and then another moment is anytime you're speaking with ghosts about Angela, because you do it in this way where you're almost kind of pouting like a baby, because you kind of raise the pitch in your voice, yeah, and you yeah. get so excited. For me, that 
That's a very hilarious moment. Anytime oh, when I when I was tripping and I had the hood on, yeah, the, the, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Angela is way closer than you think, ghost. Yeah, yeah. smack yes. the wall. Yeah. You were like, yeah. no, no. <laughs> it's something. Yes, <laughs> totally. Uh, in, in, now let's, let's. It was it was actually really good that particular scene too because I made note of your face. You know, like what I could, yeah. But, but it was cold. I mean, well, that was real, it right? Was, yeah, like, it was cold. And it was raining. The yeah. police actually stopped. The actual police stopped and thought that we were having a fight. That's what Lucy oh, said. really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, she did. She said that. Yeah. Okay, but but that tells you how good you guys go in on that scene. You yeah, know, Omari is like it's like they, somebody said that it's like it's cream. It's like you know mm. he's, that kid is butter, man. It's like he is so present acting. Mm-hmm. That not every actor is this, and I'm not anybody's uh, process. But Omari's process is very fun for me because I'm that way. I change it up every take. And Omari, if you if you breathe differently, he responds differently. Wow! So he's really a great listener. I would, I, sorry, I would definitely say that you guys chem your chemistry mm-hmm. is like amazing. Like yeah. you guys just you feed off each other. So yeah, yeah we, got, and, awesome. and we have a very very deep mutual respect for each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm curious because. All of you are so accomplished in, in, you know, your careers now and do very well by yourselves, you know. Yeah, I mean, y'all good. You know what I'm saying? But do you oftentimes, maybe now, not that it's uh, we're so far into season two, but maybe when you first began, did you have to pull each other, you know, like... Did you get into each other's role a little bit? Like, you know, it just, play, you know, how people, some actors talk about uh, helping each other play the role, helping each other figure out what this scene is. Do you have to get I've into that space? I've been in this space? business for 25 years. Mm-hmm. I don't help anybody with anything because mm. people, I, you know, you start that as I'd never, ever, if somebody asks me for help, hey, Joe, can you go over something with me? Or what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I think about this. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know. That's not my place. Yeah. That's you're very humble that that's way. That's the director's place and that's the writer's place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're very humble, like just, you know, with you and your own craft and you and your own skill. And maybe I would say the same thing for the other actors as well. Well, I think that you can either trust your, you can either trust somebody or you don't trust. I mean, it's like a relationship with your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Let me see your phone. Let me see this. Let me see that. Do you mm-hmm. trust them or you don't trust them? Yeah. yeah. So you just go into it. You just so go I just for trust it. the other actor. I just yeah. trust, I trust the director. I trust the writer because for me, I don't have time. I mean, I don't. I you know, it's it's too much. I want. I don't want cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all that stress. Yeah. You know what? And then, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ben. Oh no, I know you had a question about um, difficult. Yes, yeah. I I'm curious to know what has been the most difficult or maybe say interesting scene that you've um, actually experienced while playing Tommy. But, you know, let me tell you, those sex scenes a little something. something. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, I? I'm I'm just gonna put you on blast for a second I was watching Power with a group of friends I think it was either the first episode and something happened and you took your shirt off and literally all the girls said ooh Tommy been working out (laughs) I got a little thicker for season 2 I I picked it up a little bit 50 is like he's like yo man you can give the ladies what they want on what (laughs) I'm like oh yeah alright I got you five, and and you did that because did you know that you were gonna have to do more sex scenes or did Courtney doesn't tell us much about? I mean, we get an overview, but she doesn't get into specifics of like this is gonna be a sex scene, this is gonna be whatever, whatever. And uh, so I just you know, I mean, actually, believe it or not, I was actually in by the end of season one. I'll show you pictures afterwards. Mm-hmm. I was forget about it. Mm. But like season two, I'm just a little. I just got a little bit thicker, and one of the reasons was is like they're like I'm like oh I get to put beer back in my diet. I'm all about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about Courtney. Does she give you guys a heads up about where your character or where the show is gonna go, or when you get the script is when you find out? 
Um, no, we get a bit of an overview uh, of the season and your care and your arc. Um, I think that she's she's you know she's very very smart and it's her show mm-hmm. so I don't question her motives and I don't question her process. Um, I trust her completely. She's our uh, she's our boss, but she's our mama. You know what I mean? I think she's looking out for us and she's she's hyper intelligent and she juggles a lot of balls and like she always says that she keeps each character alive in their in her mind. So. I always feel like it's a collaboration, and I feel like um, artists, all artists, get in trouble when they don't realize that all art is a collaboration. Even mm-hmm. a painter, you know what I mean? If you you got to be this vessel, you know, and and so I just I show up and try to be present. Yeah. Um, speaking of Courtney, she's great. I mean, she's, she's just she's fantastic at she's what she does. Not bad, being one of the most powerful women in television right yeah. now. Absolutely, and I love that. Uh, her, you know, of course, with the collaboration of the writers and, and you guys, too, as the talent will take yeah. you guys there. Like Tommy is a little off, you know, like Tommy, the way that he acts is even like. But they th- let me get there and yes. then they wrote for him. They let, yes. they, they gave me they gave me a uh, trust. And so I took the character in a certain way. And there was been times where Courtney was just like they're actually very. And I won't I won't call her out. There's one choice that I wanted to have made at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. She's just like, no. No, no way. That's not happening. Okay. No, it's a wrong choice. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, Tommy. This. She's like, believe me. Don't even tell me what Tommy would do. I'll tell you what Tommy would do. Yeah. Like, okay, I got you. Okay. But there, you know, I think that all all of our writers, Randy Huggins, who wrote the last episode, uh, uh, episode eight, uh, mm-hmm. Vladimir Svetko, I think who did a phenomenal job at mm-hmm. episode seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to do all that stuff, that crazy waking up coke thing, where I. Got mm-hmm. all the tubes. A lot of people ask me about that, so I'll clear if, clarify. If you if you go very slow frame by frame, you can see a screwdriver and a hammer and the bed turned all the way mm-hmm. over this mm-hmm. way. Okay. So it's meant that the prying and the you know destroying the whole bed. But yes. I think we do have a, an incredible. She has an incredible writing staff, and I think she utilizes everybody's strengths really well. Just mm-hmm. kind of like Ghost does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. speaking of the cocaine, we discussed this last week. But um, does Ghost know that? Tommy uses or not? I think that he's known that Tommy's always used since he's known him. Mm-hmm. That is it. That is kind of a thing that it's never affected the work. It's never affected the outcome. It's kind of like, hey, listen, I don't care if you drink, but if you don't show up for work, I'm gonna have a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's that kind of thing with Tommy. Now, I think Tommy's also somebody else is like, you know, like, um, uh, what is it? It's, it's like the De La Soul's new album. I don't know if anybody has it, but he's like, oh, like, yo, are you high? Are you high? And he's like, no, what, what? Why is he, I seem high? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I think like that's Tommy kind of did that when they were in the room. He's like, he's like, you've been dipping in a goddamn product. And I'm like, maybe you have, you know, like, no, no, right. you've been product. So I think that was a little bit of a uh, deflection okay. in that way. So I think Tommy's use right now is up more because of his stress level and he's finding comfort in it. And Holly's gone and he wants somebody to hold him. And that's going to be drugs. Mm. Wow, what what amazing thing that we were as the fans were able to see Tommy go from just being Tommy Street, you know, um, this incredible chemistry, of course, that he has with Ghost, but to being in love, and then now all of a sudden this tumultuous relationship with Holly. I mean, we're literally watching Tommy go through it all. So two fourteen year old boys. Ghost is fourteen years old, back fourteen years old with Angela, and Tommy, mm-hmm. who's never been in love before, is reverting to being in love for the first time at fourteen and doing all this stuff. And listen, the pillow talk—I don't write the scripts, yeah. <laughs> but so you have to kind of legitimize why you would talk like that, and that's because I think Tommy would say something because he is open and honest, but with his feelings. But I think he did that all season one and into season two. Where he'd say something and be like, 
What the hell did I do that for? <laughs> what, what just happened? Do, do the fans uh, get really mad at you for the pillow talk and also for, I guess, always like, I like, know a lot of them don't like Holly, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you wouldn't believe they get so mad at me. And so there was a time where I was just like, I don't write this script. But then I was, then I got into it and they're like, all right, people are getting into it. Like just breathe in deep, take it, take it seriously, but very lightly. And they're like, ah, oh, well, you know, he's like this or, and make up an excuse for him that I would in the process because, you know, I don't want to devalue uh, how how important fans are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I think people appreciate Tommy for who he is, even though they get mad. Like, there's certain characters on TV that they're the character, like Cole from Martin, Pam from mm-hmm. Martin is Pam, mm-hmm. Tommy, you're Tommy. <laughs> so people are so into your character, you're like a fan favorite. So they're yeah. gonna they're gonna talk back and they're gonna have something to say about everything you do. On fifties always like this. He's like five years down the line, Joe, you could be nominated for an Oscar. They'd be like, you know Tommy got that Oscar for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. So it is so it doesn't bother you for now that people see you as Tommy. Not because at all. I'm very, actors, gra- I'm very grateful for the role, and mm-hmm. I'm not that precious. Yeah. Like I said before, I've been around a long time. I'm grateful to be in a place where people are calling me anything. And I think that it, rather than just being like, oh, I'm so grateful, I'm so humble, I'm not. I'm great. I'm, I do a good job. That's why people know know the, me. And it's through this vessel of Tommy that I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to play. I'm grateful to Courtney. Grateful to Stars. Chris Albrecht, CEO of Stars, is a great human being and uh, a good guy and incredibly intelligent. Omari Hardwick. The pleasure of working with him at 50, mm-hmm. forget it. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, anything else is champagne problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think when you called in to us, uh, to our show, season one. Uh, and oh, we I had just, the best time with you guys. Awesome. Oh, my God. I was I was drinking a beer. I was here in my corner <laughs> talking to you guys. That was so cool. We just had a moment. Like, oh, that's Tommy. Oh, you I know? loved you guys. You guys were the best. Yeah, you're so cool like that. But I think I realized at that time, you're completely different than Tommy. You know, yeah. you're totally different which actually just goes again to say how good you play Tommy how well that you play that character thank you very much um but I'm very curious to know because and I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with hearing actors talk about their unloading process or their unwinding process from going there you know you go there what is that like for you when you go home what is that process like my wife does not tolerate anger um in that way uh we've never called each other a bad word mm-hmm. i've never never exploded we've never tripped out on each other uh we talk to each other so she doesn't tolerate that mm-hmm. so there's no room for tommy in my house so you know i gotta gotta let him go when i have to <coughs> let him go but sometimes i need to not go straight home mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. I, you know and Tommy will pop out really quick. I'll try to make this fast. We were uh, filming a scene with Rolla in season one. Mm-hmm. And he's walking down the street. It's so cold. And this guy was coming in and out of the liquor store. And, like, you know, he's like, well, I live in the neighborhood. I live in the neighborhood. And they're, they're like, well, we're trying to film this scene. And he's like, well, I live in the neighborhood. Well, I'm like, get in the fucking liquor store. Go home. <laughs> and this guy's like, and I'm just like, you know, get stared. And I gave him, like, for real. I mean, I was charged up, too. And I'm thinking, I'm not this motherfucker. <laughs> and, like, you know, and, Omar, and Omari was like in back of it. He's like, so he's like, slow down, baby. It's okay. Yeah. We got you. He's like, he's like, but buddy, you, you should, you know, do your thing. And I'm just like, and I'm like, oh my god, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. you know, because so there is, you know, it's to a point. But Russell Crowe said like that. We do wear our emotions so close to our sleeves and on our sleeves, and that how do you expect uh, to, us to just shut it off? So I, I'm not that extreme, but every now and again, <laughs> you know, it's an extreme character. Whoa. Wow. 
<laughs> to piggyback off of what you kind of just said, Robin, I am curious, and I know I read somewhere that um, Tom Wilkinson gave you some advice. He said, all you have to do is think the line and the camera will read it. Mm, so, true. you know, turn it off. How do you get in? The, what are some things you think about to get into Tommy character? Well, I'll tell you, you know, a lot of uh, Tommy is really based on guys that I knew growing up because I was a graffiti writer my whole life since I was a little kid. And, you know, I did my fair share of like I want to be down let me hustle let me you know sell on the corner a little bit very dangerous stuff heck you know and carrying a pistol a little you know what I mean and, and want to hear a funny quick story yes yeah. I'm driving with my buddy uh, Telly I can give him a shot what's up Telly in fact you're not in jail um, <laughs> Uh, uh, so I'm driving with him and the, you know the Latin Kings the gang so they had just smashed his window and he was the leader of this other gang which I won't say because I'll get let's leave that out and uh, they smashed his window here and they this big problem in the neighborhood so me and Tell I had a loaded 38 under my seat and he had his uh, 44 and we're driving around in this Omni around Rogers Park in Chicago with a smashed windshield and the police are passing. We're getting hot because they know who everybody is. And we're going down. He's jumping out with, you know, loaded gun at these guys hanging out in the corner. The King's Corner boys on these different corners. I won't get into it too much. But anyway, we're going. And I'm, my heart is starting to beat too fast. Too fast. And granted, we had just gotten shot at like three weeks ago wow. in tur- this little turtle alley over here. And uh, I was like, this is too crazy. This is too crazy. I said, to tell I don't care, man. Listen, man. I'm out of here. It's like, you got to let me off, man. I'm not good anymore. My nerves are rattled. I'm not even going to be good for you. Like, I got to get out. He's like, you got to get out, Joe? I was like, yeah, tell him. I'm done. He's like, all right. He pulled over. I started walking out of the car. He peels out. And I was like, what the fuck? He goes, sorry, Joe Misery loves company. No! <laughs> Sally, come on! <laughs> how, how old are you? Probably like 17, 18. Wow. Sally hmm. was gully with that. So, my, yeah. Okay, now... You did a first, um, your first acting gig was in 1987 with, uh, Roomies that starred Corey Ham and Burt Young from, from Rocky. How old were you when you did that? Uh, that's actually a misprint on IMDb. That is? Yeah. Okay. 87, I was like eight. Okay. It's right. <laughs> like, I'm Maybe. not at though. My first like, thing was, yeah, my first thing, well, I'm pretty old though. I mean, comparatively, I, I use sunscreen. Rich <laughs> <laughs> people's lotion, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so my first thing was in I did a play called The Little Prince mm-hmm. in uh, the far suburbs of Chicago, which was a big toll on my mother getting mm-hmm. me there. Um, uh, and then I did a couple of commercials. I did that commercial with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny one. Um, and so I did some of that. But then in high school, it was kind of like, you know, I wanted to get into more mischief. I didn't. You don't have time when you're writing graffiti. It's like all, your friends are only graffiti writers. It's a full-time job getting that stuff up on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I got back into it kind of more, a little bit more, a little bit towards the end of high school mm-hmm. when I was uh, boxing. I boxed for a long time too, and then um, uh, then in college I went to college for it. I got kicked out of the first college I went to, and then um, I graduated from Columbia College Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then at, at Columbia College is kind of when I started acting. Is when you really decided that okay, okay. So I know that you said uh, on another interview that you watched. Kids Incorporated. Kids Incorporated. That's what I asked my mother. I said, "How do, can I be an actor, mom?" So, you, so Fergie was on that, right? Fergie was on that. I met Fergie. Did you? Yeah, ages and ages ago at a fashion show in Beverly Hills. That's dope. She'd never remember. Is she cool? 
She seemed super sweet to nice. me. She shook right. my hand, looked me in the eye. That's all I could ask for. Yeah, <laughs> I can see but you on Kids Incorporated. I know, I can't right. too. I T. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can totally see it. That's great. But you had a certain image in your mind, right? When you saw these kids and they were living it up and they were having fun and all that, rocking and rolling, yeah. and acting. I'm like, this is the life. That's for me. it. So you pursued it, and do you consider yourself there now? Are you experiencing what you saw back then? Yeah, probably I'm at that level, like yeah. that. You know, look at them though. You know, boom. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, something about it. But it took me a long, long time. A lot of heartache. A lot of, you know, the neighborhood I grew up in was, it was nice, lower middle class. But like you know, cops and firemen, city workers. But I got a lot of flack for being an actor. You know, they with everything, everything you think about it. People questioning masculinity. Mm-hmm. People trying to get in fights with you, which is why I started boxing. I was tired of getting beat up. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it was just. It was difficult because then this group is doing this. These kids are all going to, you know, taking the fireman's test. These kids are all being policemen. These kids are all going into the unions. And I'm, you know, trying to be an actor. And boy, people, the looks I would get, I moved out to New York, mm-hmm. Los Angeles. And you'd come back and I didn't have anything, unemployment. And I'm trying. I'm doing theater, barely supporting myself. And people really feeling bad for you and feeling that. Or like when I was in L.A., I just, L.A. killed me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be another number. I just couldn't do it anymore i had to escape la and it was really a tough tough life i wouldn't wish this on anybody mm-hmm. if you don't have that calling but i always say that little thing in interviews oftentimes i say i'm part of an ancient tribe yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a storyteller you know yeah. I myself over was there a point where you kind of gave up and had to come back to it realizing that this was your calling or did you continue? i never gave up i never gave up i wish i wanted to give up mm-hmm. i want to give up every week i would man i would sometimes i would have tears in my eyes going you know, whatever you are, creator spirit, why do we want me to do this? Mm-hmm. Anything but this. It's too hard. I'm tired of being judged. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> that word. Yeah. Are you familiar? Yeah. I mean, when you go to auditions and castings, yeah. like, you it's feel like you're being thing. judged all the time. I look at you. Look how head. gorgeous you are. Thank you. Unbelievable. I, you know, I get, I'm nervous even being in the same room. And, <laughs> and look at that. So it's not easy business. Yeah. 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 Speaking of being judged, you were in an episode of Grey's Anatomy that is very memorable <laughs> yeah. because you were a man who was pregnant. Right. Pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what was it like to go through that experience to have on the... Um, the belt. Yeah, they had yeah. a whole... Uh, the, the, the suit. Uh, exactly. A whole, they made like basically a big shirt. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, you know, this big pregnant belly. It was pretty fun, actually. It was the first of the times where the television, it was kind of the beginning of the golden age of television where everything was secret. Our, our, boy, don't fuck with our script. We can't, we're not even going to give you the real size. Oh. So when I auditioned for that, I said, well, I know it sounds crazy, but I'm a duck. So you just had to be, and they're like, so it was really the line was that, you know, it sounds crazy, but I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. So they changed it to this. Let's <laughs> oh. see what he does with this. It was just fine. It was fun. I really shite down it up. I think I put on my big, you know, I'm just pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was just, it was fun. It was a fun role. The pregnant guy was a teratoma. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that episode. Yeah. I mean, that that was like probably one of the most memorable, memorable episodes on Grey's Anatomy is, you know, because they have such crazy storylines. And that was one where, you know, a man really did thought he was pregnant. So just to even have to go through what women go through. It was fun um, doing yeah. all the research on it, find, figuring out what a teratoma was, and it mostly develops in women. It's like it usually develops in the in the um, uh, vaginal tract, and it's like uh, hair and um, hair and teeth, Ooh. and oh, wow. extra uh, muscle tissue, 
and it's like it's kind of like an extra twin that never and then it, the the um, oh. the uh, which we'll call it the cells kind of get t- turned on and so mm-hmm. they start developing into this crazy mass that is Ooh. kind of alive it's so basically it comes up it's a it's kind of a cancer because it's, it goes like this but your body if you took a pregnancy test because the cells are multiplying like mm-hmm. that it gives you the same result mm. that's I, still re- I still remember that stuff. Okay, i was yeah, shane herman <laughs> <laughs> That's what research is doing. You know, yeah, you stick with that. Yeah. Plus, also, here's one quick thing, too, about Tommy, the research for Tommy. I also did a lot of research on Dutch Schultz mm-hmm. um, because uh, Arthur Fleischenheimer. Um, one of the reasons is because I was like, oh, this ain't real. Bosses never did this. I'm like, well, you know what? They used to. Because mm-hmm. Dutch Schultz held down all of the Bronx, uh, parts of Harlem, and uh, he killed he he had his own hit list he took care of, you know they have the murder inc mm-hmm. albert anastasia you know luciano's crew and stuff and 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 listen dutch didn't want any problems with luciano but like when it was time to, to take somebody out Dutch just rolled up on him mm-hmm. wow. and everybody was scared of dutch he's a happy good time guy he's the beer baron you know loved his beer loved everything being happy but it, at the drop of a dime people are always like this around dutch yeah dutch mm-hmm. okay because mm-hmm. he could be like that and then if anything got him back and he would kill somebody Okay. Which got him in trouble with uh, the five families after Luciano set it up because they're just like, Dutch, you you, you can't. So mm-hmm. that's what Tommy all the time. You can't just hit him, yeah. Tommy. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Take care of the problem. Wow. wow so Dutch. where does Joe want to see Tommy go? Because we've seen him in love. We've seen him as a friend. We've seen him as, as, uh, as a business partner. Where would you like to see the character go? Or what else is there for Tommy to tackle that we haven't seen? I think Tommy becoming aware of his untapped potential. I think that we're starting to see Tommy do all these things because he's been forced into these situations. And then, in retrospect, been like, oh, I'm pretty good at this. Just And it's all started with Ghost making him do that uh, meeting. When I brought Sean to it, mm. and I listened, and then and then we got in that fight, and I said, "Yeah, but you weren't there. I made this happen. I made that call because you weren't there." And I think that started the whole mentality of, "Yeah, because you weren't there." And I think that it takes him a while because he wants to <clears throat> give to Ghost. It's, that's a characteristic that is similar to me. I'm a, I'm a, I, I will lead if no one else is leading. I will. All right, nobody's doing it. I'll do it like a dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't tell a dog who's in charge. Why is your dog so badly behaved? Because it thinks it's in fucking charge. Mm-hmm. They control your damn dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm Tommy's that pit bull. So if you, if, but now Tommy's gonna is wiser. So he's been forced into these situations, and he is in control now. He's gonna be a pack leader. You know what I mean? Or has the potential. Let's see. He's you know he's in jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> One thing that I that I like about Ghost and Tommy's relationship, and I, and I've said this several times on the show, is I like the fact how sometimes you guys as characters will make decisions behind each other's back, or when the other isn't present, mm-hmm. and you may get upset for a moment, and then you guys just talk it out. Up until last night's episode where things kind of changed. But prior to last night's episode, there was always this clear understanding that if you do something, ghosts may get mad, but you explain it to them. Agree. Hug it out. But there hasn't been that opportunity for that to happen yet. So we don't know if it's going to happen or not happen. You're you're right that last night's episode was very significant. And it's it's an opportunity for all of these characters to step up. And I think we're really going to see who has Tommy's back for real. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. coming up mm-hmm. Tasha <laughs> <laughs> yeah cause she's like a sister yeah. Yeah, to Tommy sister. so yeah we'll see we'll see how that unfolds plus they're two they're, what they have in common is that they've been they've been bowled over by uh by uh Jamie mm-hmm. 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 wow 
It's just so much. There's you know, so much. In, in, Courtney can't pack both. Oh yes, <laughs> Courtney. Just wow. Come, come to us, Courtney. Come, come sit with us. Um, because it's so much. I mean, and it's so to me, in my opinion, extreme from season one. You know, uh, it's just gone to so many different places. So every single week, you know, you know the fans. Like they're just constantly writing you guys. They're writing us because we get to speak. You know, as the voice for the fans, sort yeah. of. You know, so it's you guys it's are the really best. You're my favorite outlet. I really Aww, do. I love watching your awesome. <laughs> Thank Aww. you. But I'm they a- also they mastered this slow roll. I mean, what a risk to take in season one. And and I think yeah. Fifty put it like not to mention there's a, there's another show out there that's powers often compared to mm-hmm. or there's compared to power and we did that like a, one of their episodes in a whole season so now you know these characters you are invested in these mm-hmm. people you know these decisions so now in season two we can go all over the place mm-hmm. and it makes sense because you know these people mm-hmm. is there going to be a big gap in between the time frame of season two and season three I or you no don't idea. know okay. I, I go see the writers uh, tomorrow okay okay well we can't wait man this is my show every week yeah. <laughs> before we start here we're like man this is the show uh, do you guys know how big of an impact this show is having or, um, do, or is it just like you guys are like just riding the wave I don't know about us guys. What I'm doing, I mean, I don't want to just speak. I just want to speak for anybody else. I think that I think it's having an impact in a lot of different ways. I think socially conscious wise, I mean, a big thing is that I feel like you have to see this person in this position now. You have to see a uh, black guy number one, um, who's the obviously the most intelligent guy and who's the guy in the business suit, and you have to see the white guy in a different way. And I think that's important for America. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to start seeing different colors and different capacities. I think. Yeah. But even over that, in terms of entertainment value, yeah, it's great. It's entertaining, and it's really well-structured and really well done. So I think it, it covers a lot of different grounds in a lot of different ways. So I'm just excited to be part of it. I really am. And not only is it entertaining, but there's a lot of realistic aspects to it. Very, yeah. um, People from the street can um, can understand that people who are not so familiar with the street mm-hmm. um, can un- understand the, the business side of it and then understand the street aspect of it just by watching the show. Omari said a lot of uh, politicians actually came come up to him mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, big business CEO type people mm-hmm. and they love talking about the kind of uh, uh, CEO aspect of him you know mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. whatever all the business aspect I, I just love that and then people always want to come up to me and you ain't, you ain't about that life. I'm, like, I'm like you don't know me speaking yeah. of which I mean you did touch on it a little bit about you know where you're from uh-huh. um, would you say that your environment in Chicago basically prepared you for this role I think that it would be I think that one of the things that why the fans love Tommy I think there's something very genuine and I'm not saying like listen I never moved crazy weight I never did this but I spent some time in the streets and I think that some of that translates and I think okay. that you'd have a hard time finding somebody else that would He's not saying it can't be done, but like, you know, that you're just, I think after a while, I think that it would get stale if somebody couldn't produce something that's just natural, that actually breathes. Mm-hmm. It's real. I'm it's very real. lucky. <laughs> but you had a, uh, an opportunity to go into the city with, with 50, right? And uh, Not into the city, out of the city. It's oh, Queens. Out of the city. Yeah. Oh, in the Queens. In the Queens. We hung okay. out in Queens. I mean, I hang out with 50 in the city with me and Owen and five and, you know, a little bit at his place, but he took us back to the neighborhood. Oh, okay. Yeah, we hung out in South Jamaica on the block. Oh, wow. And what did you see there? I mean, it, I mean, you know. Was that research? Just the block. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, just, we just hung out. But are people expecting you to be Tommy? Like, when they see you, are they expecting, like, yo, what up? Like, do they approach you like that? And you're just no, like, hello. You know, you know what? I think that people not uh, people are a little tentative when they mm-hmm. first meet me, when they're fans. They're like, even, even, like, guys who you could, you know, have that thug look, they're like, they're like, 
Oh, yo, what's up, my man? What's up? Man? <laughs> you know, like a little bit, like, like they're giving a little bit of love yeah. in that way. Yeah. And then I'm usually just me, and I'm like, hey, what's up, buddy? What's up? what's going on there? There's these like, oh, well, you know, not, you know. And then it's like it's funny. You can see the body language change, change a, little a little bit. It's like, yeah. oh, I ain't scared of this guy no more. And it's like, good, you shouldn't be. So, you know, that's, I'm an actor. Yeah. Do yeah. your yeah. thing. Is there anything that you can give us? without getting in trouble from Courtney. Is there any insight, any details, just something that you can give us that we can expect from these next two episodes before the finale? I think that, uh, without giving anything away, I think that people have already said their real intentions. Mm -hmm. And that if we listened closely, we get them. I think that people... There's a, one of my favorite things is the in the box or the Paul Simon song. The man hears what he wants to hear and disregards the rest. Mm. I think power fans hear what they want to hear and disregard the rest because of where their loyalties lie. And I think that every character has actually said their true intentions already. Mm. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Well said. Are you watching every week along with us? I tweet. You oh you, you live tweet. Yeah. Oh okay. So you watch it in but you're 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 watching it in order to respond to the fans. Type yeah of I, yeah. I mean I also I haven't seen any of them. Like, oh. It's my first time watching them too. Okay. And sometimes if I'm with a crowd or something, I'll go back and watch it again myself because I like this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job. It's, it's, it's intense. Job. Yeah. Because I'm wondering, like, if you ever look at it from, like, because for us, even, we have to come in. We, you know, Bam and I, we had a conversation that we'll watch it once just mm-hmm. to watch it and then yeah. we watch it again yeah. to break mm-hmm. it down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I wonder if it's similar for you. <laughs> I know. I mean, I had to watch the threesome scene again because I was laughing too hard. <laughs> was that your first uh, scene that you had to go naked? Oh, like buck, buck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that uncomfortable? No, those girls were. Those girls were having a blast. They really were. They were having a blast, and they were really comfortable, and they made me comfortable because, of course, I'm just like, oh boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all about. It's just like in real life. It's not about the man. It's about the woman, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and it, she's not having a good time. Nobody's having a good time, and, sure. those, and those girls were down yeah but even on the show uh was this your first time being naked on the show on television on television yeah. mm-hmm. okay i've been naked in, on stage because i was like oh the, no there's no pictures nobody's got oh, okay there and gone uh, yeah because lucy made a great point when she she was here and she said that when she was naked she didn't have anything to pull from to be holly so it was difficult for not necessarily difficult. She had to just find herself uh, as Holly because usually when she puts on the clothes, you know, then she could kind of get into character. But if you're just vulnerable in all of your, you know, nature, yeah. then it's like you got to where do you find that? Or is it different from for a man? I don't know about a man um, or for for you. Uh, no, I mean, Tommy was Tommy was right here in a little place in my heart. Okay, so, uh-huh. yeah. That's where I came from. And, and Lucy's a very, very, very fine actor and, a, yeah. you know, a really sweet person. So, mm-hmm. very different. Really quickly, just um, you and Holly's relationship, I, I find so real because one minute you guys can hate each other and then the next you're making love. Uh, the way you talk to her, I think we had a discussion where you thought oh, that yeah. it's a little weird because... I think you even called her a bitch to her face. Like, you know, you my bitch or something. A it, bitch from my bitch. Yeah. And um, I find it refreshing um, because you don't see that a lot on TV. But there are relationships that actually exist like Tommy oh, and Holly. Yeah. And I've witnessed some where I've seen I've I've seen them fist to fist. And then two minutes later, after you try and break them up and then, you know, they're kissing and making out and as if the fight never even existed. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's. 
I won't call it ghetto love, but it's <laughs> it's it's real. It mm-hmm. exists, and mm-hmm. I, I like oh, the yeah. dynamic that the two of you guys have together. Yeah, yeah, she because she, she's she's definitely a wonderful scene partner. Um, I respect her immensely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because of who the characters are, though. That's what makes it so interesting, just because they are so extreme. Both Holly and Tommy are just yeah. so extreme, so it makes for great. Great television. So I agree, Bam. Speaking of TV, you are doing um, the show called The Player with Wesley Snipes on NBC. You and are Philip Winchester. Yes. Wonderful actor. Um, the pilot of that looks really, really great. Can you tell us a little bit about your character? Yeah, my character um, is uh, was in the Special Forces with uh, Philip's character, Alex Kane. Um, and my guy's name is Dominic McCall. And he was a Special Forces guy who came back uh, after serving and really didn't know his place back in society. Uh, kind of was just antsy for, for more action, and he acts out on it. Hmm. I don't want to give anything away on that. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be safe right there. <laughs> and when can we, what, um, what episode will that be? Episode one. Okay. Oh, good. Oh, nice. And then you also are in the underground. Underground, yeah, yeah, Underground on WGN America. I'll be in a couple episodes of that. Really, really an important, important show about the uh, Underground Railroad. Um, it's just uh, Anthony Hemingway, who directed our first two episodes, mm-hmm. also directed the first four episodes of that. Uh, really, really well-written. Uh, Misha and Joe on that show are just smart, great people. And uh, they gave me a real fun character who's, you know, it's a small role, but mm-hmm. it's um, uh, Anthony just was like, Could you, can you do this? Because Anthony just believes in my ability to be able to transform into these different characters. Mm-hmm. So um, I transformed. I mean, I got a, I got a half of a, a fake wooden leg. And, oh, wow. Yeah. When, oh, when can we see that? I, you know what? I'm not sure. They don't tell me any of these things. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be on the lookout for it. Yeah. Although you are a very versatile actor, are you worried that because the Tommy has become such a phenomenal character, are you worried that your career may uh, not elevate and that you'll become uh, typecast because of this character, Tommy? Um, I wouldn't mind being typecast with a character, Tommy, because I have the faith that I get to the free throw line. You know, I, I got to the free throw line. Uh, mm. Tommy, the character Tommy, the show Power has put me to the free throw line. All mm. I got to do is sink those shots, and I got faith. I'm not Shaquille hey. O'Neal. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. Such an incredible answer. Okay, well, uh, we have to wrap up, but let's... But I, I do have ahead. a question. Uh, well, I, I guess it's more of a statement. I've seen you in other things that I had no idea that that was you because you did so well, like Safe. I watched that movie, and yeah. I didn't know that you played... A, you had a Russian accent yeah, Vasily, there. Vasily, Vasily. I can't remember the last name. I don't remember. That, that was my wife's father's name. When we were just starting dating, and she's like, what are you doing? I said, oh, this movie in Philly and here in New York. And It was Vasily Dushevsky. Yeah. And I, she said, what's the character? I said, oh, it's a silly Russian name, Vasily. She goes, oh, that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, I didn't really mean it like that. I mean, not silly. Silly, silly. silly as a really tough, hard Russian name. <laughs> yeah. But great job there. Uh, you also played in uh, The Reacher. Jack Reacher. Ja- mm-hmm. In Jack Reacher, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that Top I also Bruce saw. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just familiar with your work, and, and I guess I'm more of a fan than I even knew from Power. So, And can I actually just throw, you, throw out some of the credits? Because you've been and a lot of stuff you were in True Detective The Good Wife um, Jack Reacher Save Boardwalk Empire Criminal Minds um, uh, ER NYPD Blue uh, CSI New York Third Watch I mean brother, CSI you, Miami too You working you, Yeah you've you been work. working <laughs> yeah, I think this is my 40th show Right now that I'm doing Wow, wow. Quick question um, 
25 years in the game, all of these credits, you know, I'm sure there are a lot, a lot of young actors looking up to you. What has, what would you say has given you the staying power and what advice would you give to young actors? That everybody is full of it in this thing. That that anybody who says they know anything about our industry in the entertainment industry um, is suggestions. Uh, whatever your heart is telling you is the truth. Uh, I didn't really learn that until I started having faith in myself again because this industry had beaten me up for so long that I could only manage the guest star thing. I didn't have, I was not full. My spirit was not full, you know? And then really and truly, um, not to be too crazy uh, Christian about it, but then when you give yourself over, it's just like, yeah, listen, Jesus is going to handle this for me. And you take that pressure off of yourself. Things do start happening because you're able to fill up all of that space that you have with this negativity that's open space for confidence positivity mm-hmm. uh, faith in yourself so when Carrie Fukunaga when I did not audition for True Detective I auditioned for Charlie Langley on that I auditioned for True Detective but I auditioned for Charlie Lang and they gave me Ginger because they believed in my ability mm-hmm. and I was just like well they believe in me I believe in me and in Scorsese just like when I was doing Boardwalk you know uh, I was just like is this okay Martin he's like you don't have to ask me everything you're doing is, is, is great wow. just do whatever you want you are this guy and just having these people have faith in me helped me be like yeah and so by the time I came to Tommy, I was just trying stuff. Hey, this is fun again, man. I, this is fun. And everybody, this, oh, no, this should be structured. And we have this time. And you're like, yeah, but my job is to create and to have fun. Mm-hmm. So and I think that fun translates. That's awesome. Well, you, you look like yeah. you're having mm-hmm. an amazing time with it, too. I, I, just, I am. Yeah, that's that's a blessing. That's beautiful to even feel. So, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Let yeah. everyone know where you could be found on all social media. All social media is Joseph Shakora Four. That's J O S E P H S I K O R A. The number four. That's my Twitter's and my Instagram. And then um, uh, on Facebook, don't get in touch with me. I, I don't want your friends to requests. I, I just got like it's like that's my personal page, and I just got to start deleting people. But I'm I'm always like uh, I don't really know this person. Why did I accept that friend request? <laughs> do what you got to do, man. I know. You should keep keeping them for yourself. I know because I just but I like people so much. Yeah, I try to answer every single person back. I get all those direct messages on the IG, and if the picture isn't inappropriate, I always get back to people. I'm just like, oh, it's okay. All right. Hey, thank you so much. And I'm like, why are you DMing me a black screen? Like, yeah. You got to be people, careful. Because, you know, yeah, because of people, I don't care. I'm not. That's fine. I don't mind any of that stuff because mm-hmm. I keep it on the level. I'm mm-hmm. not about, my wife can have it. She can see anything. That's awesome. That's Shout out to your wife. You know, She's I, cool, calm, and collected. And she's Russian, so she'll kill me in my sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very cool. (laughs) Before we before we wrap, let everyone know where you guys can be found on social media. Well, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Janisha underscore Miss Vi, and you can find me on all social media at Robin Ayers or my website it's RobinAyers dot com. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Canelia. And you can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. We want to thank you guys for this special edition here of Power um, with the Spotlight interview on a friend of mine, yes. Mr. Joseph Support. Friend of thank ours. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure. Good luck to you. We wish you the best for season three. And you have a long, long, long <laughs> career, career ahead of you. Yes. 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 Your body of work so far has been amazing. And what's to come after is is going to go beyond that. So thank you so much. And please come back again. Thank you. I will. All right. And thank guys, you guys for watching. Us, catch us tomorrow night as we recap the actual episode of uh, episode eight. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.